up with this one? This one looks nice. Hi guys, and welcome back to Facts Not Fiction, the I Said What I Said edition, guys. Thank you so much for being here with us. We can't wait to get it in, not get it in, get it started with you guys tonight. Um, guys, don't forget to follow us on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram at Facts Not Fiction underscore podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to leave a review on your favorite platform so that you, oh, and a rating, um, so that we can get this podcast out and we will shout you guys out on the next episode. Tonight, we're going to be talking about motherhood, all about being a mommy and everything that comes with it. Let's get into it. LA, you want to start? I think, I was about to say, I think one of y'all should start because both of y'all are like in motherhood roles, mother roles. Um, I can start. Um, Motherhood is definitely a journey of learning. Um, It comes with a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I have a beautiful seven-year-old little boy that I have learned so much more about life and sacrifices from. Um, I think that it's a struggle and a learning journey every single day I learn something new about this little boy and um I mean I'm enjoying it definitely for sure um but it does come with its days where it's just like oh why you pick me for this but you know it's it's a beautiful journey I'll say that um for me I would say like mine's a little bit more I won't say more difficult or anything it's just different um, I'm a stepmom. Um, so it, to me, it's kind of like, you know, integrating myself into another family's like bond already, or like, you know, so it's kind of like, that's at least that's how I see it. I like the good thing um, about me and Isaiah is I've been in his life for, for since he was like six or seven months old. So we, um, already had that connection and we already have you know, he's, he, he knows me. It's not like I'm like coming in when he's like five and he's like, who are you? Like, you know, he's already known me. So it's a little bit easier, but, you know, trying to like, you know, essentially blend families, it can always be difficult. And sometimes I find myself, you know, feeling like the outsider because, you know, it's like that fine line is like, you're a parent, but you're only a parent to this amount, you know what I'm saying? Or in this house, you're the parent, or, you know, when it comes to this person, they trump you or whatever. So that's not happening in my house. But of course, with his, you know, biological mom, of course, you know, so it's always that. I mean, we all have come a long way. I mean, it didn't start out the best at all with their, our blended family. So, I mean, we all come a very long way and it's, it's great to see the progress that we've all you know, come to, you know, everybody recognizes me as his bonus mom. And, you know, it's really nice. But at the same time, I still have this huge yearning to have a child of my my own. Like Isaiah is my child, but I want a child that came from me. And that's really um, interesting. Like, you know, because like we as women think that, you know, you know, if your body can't do what it's supposed to do, then it's like you're look, it's like you're like you're not a woman, or you know, or you can't get it as fast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know, like, you know, I believe in God's timing and not that I 
I won't say I don't under well, I will say I don't understand. I don't understand why I can't have a child immediately or when I want to. But you know, again, I'm in God's mm-hmm. timing and it's I mean, it's a difficult journey to yearn for something really difficult, like really bad, and you just can't just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, if I guess if I wanted to walk and I just couldn't walk, you know, that's what your legs are designed to do. They're designed to walk. And I just couldn't walk, I guess it would be that same type of feeling so I'm just in the waiting game to have a child of my own you know and it's just it's it's different for everybody and it's just been a difficult journey for me thus far I'm praying that you know we will have children um eventually where I will have a child of my own or more children I should say but I mean it's just difficult Shanice what's your outlook on motherhood um, so I'm not a mom. I'm not a stepmom. Um, I'm a dog mom, <laughs> uh, if that counts. But it's like I'm, I am responsible for another living thing's life. But it's like no, nothing compared to actual motherhood. Um, I would love to be a mom one day. Um, you know, I've struggled with pregnancies in the past, so it's kind of like you know, um kind of like what Joy says, kind of like I'm just on this thing, like, you know, God's timing, like, when it's supposed to happen, it'll happen for me, um, and not just kind of focusing on, like, you know, why my body can't sustain uh, this transformation, you know, or, you know, it's like nothing that I had planned, but it's just like something that happened that not- that just didn't happen, in a sense. Um, I would love to be a mom, um I don't want that many kids but you know I want like two maybe three uh (laughs) maybe three children um for myself and it's just like because I feel like I possess the qualities of a mother you know um I'm a great auntie but so I just love to have my own okay auntie holding it down for the traveling auntie no I'm just kidding um so like yeah I'm a good auntie like um, so it's just like I love kids so just maybe one day it'll happen for me and if it don't um, that's that's okay too yeah it's always that sucky feeling of like you know because there are women in the world that you know cannot actually have kids so like mm-hmm. you know who are who am I to say like I'm just not one of those people like how do I deserve to have a child more than this person that deserves to have a child mm-hmm. so I always like go back and forth like volleying in my mind thinking about I don't know just thinking about that you know if I'm never able to you know physically have a child what does that mean but then I also think about like Isaiah said like you know it comes with a lot like Isaiah is a lot mm-hmm. and we share him you know with with someone else mm-hmm. and just you know like not downplaying like you know or talking about the cons, but it's a lot that comes with a child. Like, and imagine that child being an infant and crying. And I was like, sometimes I think to myself, I'm not ready to give up. You like, always all the mm-hmm. you would, so I'm telling you, I don't think anything can really prepare you for it. Um, but it's it's definitely stressful. Definitely stressful. Um, but not to cut you off, but yeah, trust me, it ain't nothing anybody I think <laughs> is ever really prepared for. Yeah, and you like what they say. You could read all the books. You could watch all the videos. Yeah. 
physical to all yeah, the time. I mean, I like, get so, not like, be ready for this baby. <laughs> you still got to go through that part. And then I was like, I always think about how, like, I just want to be like cute in a little bodycon dress with a little belly. And then I just want to like, just go ahead and have a baby one day <laughs> or whatever. And then like, just pop up with a baby in my part. arm. You want the purse? Not the labor the part. Like, we got to go through the purse. What'd you say? What'd you say? So you want huh? the pros and not the cons? Girl, just the pros. Give me the baby. I want to be cute. Pick a little couple maternity <laughs> photos, you know, get real artistic, you know, baby shower. Everybody touch my belly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, now, let's go. Like, that's, I don't know. Mm. I think about that all the time. But, I mean, it's still something, it's something that really bothers me. Um, however, I'm just, you know, in God's will and his timing, I just have to, I have to think of it like that or else I'll literally drive myself crazy. Mm. so like I guess like I lay in with you being a mom does it seem to get easier with time or do you think it gets harder uh definitely harder <laughs> um mm. I would say there is no easy or hard or well the hard for sure there's no easy part of parenting I think it's always going to be ups and downs just with changes in a child mm. you know when Jameson was a baby you just thought about his future and what he would be as far as like you know would he be too active in school or you know would he be a little slow in school would he be super smart would he be that child that needs more attention mentally or anything like that and then when you get to this age you think okay this is how he is. Okay, well, what's going on for the next step? What happens when he's 16 and, you know, starts to experiences or experience, you know, things with other females or maybe other males or, you know, it's just, it's always going to be a difficult period to navigate as a parent. Like, I think even when your child becomes an adult, you're still scared about their future. You're still thinking about their future to where it's no easy time, in my opinion. Yeah. Are there what about you, Joy? I know um, you share. Huh? I was going to ask, like, do you ladies have, like, any fears um, as far as, like, I know, Shanice, you said you want to be a mom and Joy. I know, of course, you have Isaiah, um, but you want, you know, a child of your own. Do you guys have any fears for, like, you know, when you have a child, what their future will be or, like, any fears yeah, at all? I fear everything. Like, first of all, is my child going to be a lesbian? <laughs> a homosexual? Like, you know, are they, are they going to be, like, a murderer? Like, what kind of child am I raising? Like, you got to think, like, when you when you are literally, and you got to think about the things that we went through, like, how wild we was as kids. I was wild. Oh, wild. I was doing any and everything. Not any and everything, okay? I ain't never do crack or nothing. But... I was, you know, I was doing my, I was doing my thing Not once correct. I got to a certain age, I was doing my thing. And then, you know, we had that conversation, um, Shanice, how we was talking about like the, the things that our parents did, you know, we want to do things differently or whatever. So I definitely mm-hmm. want a chance to like raise my child in a, in an environment where they can come to me about anything. And mm-hmm. we're talking about financials, we're talking about sex. I want you to know the nitty gritty. And, but I'm scared of everything. Like, you don't know what could happen. Like you could, you know, your child is always is not gonna always be in your sight like that's just not possible yeah. or whatever so like you know when you send them out to schools when you send them out to sleepovers or whatever because you can't bu- put them in a bubble but you know 
like what's gonna happen to my baby my baby gonna come back in one piece what we doing you know what i'm saying like it's so many scary things out there or just them like getting taken or killed or anything like you know all these mothers that lost their children it's too much like i a child should never die before a parent i think that is so crazy but it could happen you just never know and then like you know Shanice you were talking about you know miscarriage and stuff like that I've been through that as well it's really like you know that that's a it's a it's a hard death to get through Mm -hmm. like it's it's something that still bothers me you know to this day I'm sure I think like for you yeah it's like it has instilled um I've had two miscarriages and it has instilled the fear of even getting pregnant like, it's just like, I'm afraid to have children because I don't know if I can sustain a pregnancy and I can't take another loss like that. Like, that is just, it's too much. Like, mentally and emotionally, physically, like, the physical pain that you go through is just, it's, it's a lot. Um, so it's just like, you know, I think about those, those risks. So I'm just like, the child ain't even here, but I'm like, I'm afraid for you to even of conception I'm afraid you know it's like an automatic thing like you know I feel like children are a blessing of course like planned or unplanned but it's like okay um how do I keep you safe in a body that I don't know how it's going to respond to you you know it's just like um how your body responds to disease, a foreign objects in your body, it fights it off, it gets rid of it. And I just feel like that's how, I don't know, I mentally tell myself like my body can't sustain twice already and my body's just like, nope. And I, I take it as now it's like, okay, I'm just looking at it like, God, this is not what you wanted for me at this time. Um, and that's what kind of keeps me in a positive light of it. But have you ever been checked out, like to just see if there is anything um, going on? Not, that was one of the thing that was like super scary for me. Um, is was just even going to the doctors to see what was wrong because mm-hmm. I didn't want them to tell me anything like bad or whatever. But I think it is mm-hmm. important for you to get at least checked and know. What I haven't on. had. Outside of a regular past year, which I haven't had in like a year or two, wasn't it 2020? Yeah. So I definitely need to go back to the doctor. Um, but um, yeah, I'm over my yearly checkup. But it's like, I haven't been told anything um, outside of like, you know, outside of hormonal things, like my hormones kind of fluctuate here and there. Um, but never been diagnosed with any other type of issues or anything like that. Um, so it's just like, uh, you know, it's just like the doctor is scary in itself. I feel like we kind of like have to prepare our minds mentally. Like, yeah, I'm going to the doctor. They can say something good. They can say something bad. It's like, like no news is still not good news, you know? So it's like, you avoid trying to ask those questions. Like, is, is something wrong with my body? Like, is something wrong with like, you know, my reproductive organs or anything like that? It's like, nah, you can pr- reproduce. You just can't carry to turn would you ever be interested in something else like that's one one thing that I've been exploring um now like would you be interested in 
So, like, say you couldn't carry a child, would you be interested in a surrogate? Would you be interested so in foster care, adoption? Um, I would say I would be interested in surrogacy. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. Forgive me if I'm not. Um, but I would be interested in a surrogate. More so because it's like, you know, I feel like I have the ability to love a child as if they're my own. But I would love to have a child that shares the same DNA as myself you know um i don't think i could do surrogacy because i really want to be pregnant and to mm -hmm. me watching someone else get to live out my yeah. dream, even though it's for me and whatever mm -hmm. it's just like the you the want life. the journey yes i want the belly i want all that stuff so for me personally if i was going to do something else i would try like ivf or something like that or i would have to like adopt because i was like ah I just can't watch another woman go through, like, you know, I get it. It's my baby, but still. So, Alea, do you want more children? <clears throat> yes. I'm just waiting to be prepared <laughs> for it. I, I feel like I have a lot. You'll never be prepared. That's what I'm <laughs> I know, but I mean, like. You want to plan this pregnancy. Yes. Yes, I want to plan it. I want it mm -hmm. to be a better time, if that makes sense. Like, you're never, of course, ready for it. But I, I got a lot on my plate with Jameson right now. And <laughs> I just, I don't know if I could do two at one time. I would like for <laughs> to be a little older. So, you know, it's not so much stress from just him sometimes, you know? With that big gap? I know. That's the only thing. I don't want the big gap, but... I just and this way, James is about to be 15. There, there ain't nothing wrong with the gap. You get a free babysitter. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. He he's older. You know, he can help me out a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely want more kids. I just, it's, yeah, it's, it's all for me timing and planning it out better as far as, you know, making sure your financials are together, making sure, you know, your relationship mm. is where it needs to be. But I agree with sure you everything, like, but the relationship for sure. I always told yeah. myself, I was like, I never wanted to have a baby out of wedlock. I always wanted to be married in a union and like in a healthy relationship and like have a baby. And I don't know if God is like, all right, well, I'm giving you what you said. But I mean, at the same time, like, come on, Jesus, come on with it. Start, drop that baby on off. I will say that <laughs> the fourth part right there is, you know, when you have a child out of wedlock and you don't necessarily have the best relationship with the father, it makes it so much more difficult for you to feel like, at least for me, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I don't feel confident in my parenting. I always feel like I'm lacking something because that person is not there. Um, granted, that person is there. Like it, his father is in his life. It's just when we're in this home, he's not here. So it's a lack of that. There's not a lack of father figure because I do have a wonderful boyfriend who does, you know, just as much as, if not more, than his father. Not to say, you know, throw no shade. But either way, not throwing shade, not throwing shade. But either way, either way, it's always that feeling of the, uh, it's a broken home almost. Not, an extreme broken home because you know there's someone here who's picking up where I can't but it's always going to feel like you know my son doesn't 
feel like he has one set home where he can go to and feel confident like my mom and my dad are here in the same home it's just I think it it makes makes it hard the child too like I want to say like they they act different like they put Mm -hmm. on two different like okay I you know I'm about to go up in um daddy enjoy how okay girl. <laughs> i'm about to go up in daddy um daddy enjoy house so i you know i'm gonna have to chill on that okay well now i'm at, you know, I'm at my house i don't i mean i get to do i mean i get to do different things i don't know it's just like it i love the the way that you know the parenting relationship is between my husband and um um isaiah's um, mother um, because everybody's pretty co- pretty cohesive for the most part, pretty on the same page. Communication is, I mean, it could be better. Communication can always be better to me, but it's pretty much, it's pretty good at this point. Like I, have re- I really don't can't really complain about too much. So the communication is great and they have a great co- co-parenting relationship. And Isaiah, his dad, you know, Isaiah knows like he's loved and he, you know, has everything he, he could want over here and over there. You know what I'm saying? He's not lacking in any areas. But it's still like the, you know, the switch. All right, I'm going to daddy house. All right, I'm going to mama house. I'm going to daddy house. I'm going to mama house. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I just, I really wish he didn't have to do that. But I mean, that would mean I wouldn't have my husband. So <laughs> you have to do what you got to do. <laughs> but I grew up like that with a, um, with a step, with the step parents. I have two sets of step parents. And I, um. I never grew up with, with my father in the house. I didn't have a man in the house until my mom married um, Calvin. Mm-hmm. And that pop, that was when I was in, I think, getting ready to go to high school. So that is like all my life. Like, I thought it was the weirdest thing. I was like, why? I knew they were married. And I was like, why is he in my house? Looking around, like, this his house too? Now, why is he in my house? Right, because uh, I, I just never saw it. Because my mom was not like we didn't see any men like that's one thing I could commend my mom on like she didn't bring no men around us I don't know she, I don't know what she was doing I can't say but I know that I ain't never seen no men in and out of the house I didn't see none of that for years and then so she married my stepdad so I never I never I've never seen a two-parent household um and then it, it was I would say at my dad's house um love them to death however I feel like things should have been done differently um I wanted to feel like when I went over there that I had a place you know what I'm saying like I wasn't just a guest like that's how Mm. I felt I felt like I was a guest because I didn't have my own room I didn't have anywhere that I could you know go you know this is my dad's house I'm a child I feel like I should have my own room Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted, to, I wanted, like I said, about doing things differently. Like I went Isaiah, when, I, when we got our place or whatever, when we moved out, um, I was like, Isaiah has to have his own room. We have to have, we got to have a three bedroom, we got to have a two bedroom, whatever. He has to have his own room. He has you to break it, room. you break it up a bit. Um, he has to have his own room or space to be able to do whatever. Like, I feel like he needs to have that. Like, this is let you know, like, you're not just somebody over here for the weekend. You live here. Yeah, I think that's very important. Um, I wasn't raised in a two-parent home as well. Like, I've never seen my parents together. Um, They were both great parents, but 
I will say um, one thing that I really did like about how they did my upbringing is I made the decision on where I lived but I always had my toys or my place to go. Like neither parent mm. ever made it like, you know, well, we, we're just not gonna worry about getting a room for you because you're not here often. I would spend like, you know, a whole year with my dad or a whole year with my mom, but wherever we moved or wherever they moved because they were in the military, they always made sure they had enough space for me. Um, I was also kind of like an only child for, both of them in a sense my dad had other children but he he's a great man and he tried um but he wasn't very active at some point just because it didn't seem like that was what the their children or their moms wanted from him um mm. but i will say like that was a big like important thing to me that always made me feel like you know regardless of where i am my parents love me and know that you know I, they didn't move on and leave me behind not you know I'm not trying to say that's what happened with you I know you said you definitely wish your dad would have done things differently but you know I wanted that for Jameson as well because I know he felt that way at one point when he was living with his dad they now have uh, an apartment where he has a room but he would come home and say I just I don't have anywhere to be I don't have anywhere for my toys. I don't have any toys. And it would just make me really sad because, you know, that's a big part of, you know, making sure your child is understanding and accepting of having the second person into your life. You know, you didn't just leave me behind because you got a place with this person. Mm. I feel that. I feel mm. like I grew up for the most part a two-parent household even though my parents split it wasn't like um I felt out of place you know I feel like they both did their best to kind of make me feel comfortable outside of like other things that we were dealing with um it's like yeah I believe like Georgia I, I did I don't want to be a single mom like I want to have a child while I'm in covenant with my husband like, I only want children with my husband um me personally, like I would accept. Sorry, if y'all hear quick clacking. That's my dog. Please. Get away from this phone. One thing, also, um, <laughs> my sister, um, she just informed me of the fact that she, she's pretty much now tired of waiting for a man to come into her life. And she's now thinking of doing the, um, well, just of course, getting a sperm donor and having a child because she's ready. She's ready for the child, regardless of if there's a man in her life or not. Um, I, I support her in every way. However, you know, I do wish that it wouldn't be that decision for her I'd like for her to have that support system um, behind her I also would like for her to kind of be a little bit more financially stable um, but is that something you would ever consider like say because you know you said you want to have children um, we know your situation now but you aren't like in a committed relationship with anyone would you ever consider just saying you know I'm ready to go ahead and have a child and like think of sperm donning 
Um, not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I I mean like, more power, power to the people on that one, feminine power. Because if you think that you you got it like that, you strong enough to do that by yourself, go ahead. I I just don't want to. Right, it's right. Not that I don't feel like I'm strong enough because I feel like if if had if I had to do it, be a single mom, I could definitely be a single mom. Um, because we could get through anything if we have to, but. To willingly, I don't go. want to. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Do it, it's not. It's not for me. But not for me either. Go ahead, sis. I rock with you. Go on, get that baby. Yeah. I, I support her, but I'm just like, dang, you know, you're you're really thinking to just go ahead and say, you know, at this point, I'm getting older, even though she's not even as old as you think. You know, you need to be. How old is she? If I am 31, she is 27. Hey, all yeah, of our biological are <laughs> at different times. So if she thinks that she right, I mean, I support whatever decision you feel like you got to do for yourself. Listen, we got I, we got I, I all going to agree on nobody's nothing. Like nobody ever agrees on any everything that somebody's out here doing. So mm-hmm. if that's what she want to do. That's true. Hey, listen, mm-hmm. I can understand her point and like feeling like okay, I'm 27, like I'm ready. Like you know, I felt like I wanted to have start having children by 28. You know, like I wanted to be married by 26. I wanted to start having children by 28. I'm about to turn 29 in a few days. Like I'm not married and I ain't got no kids. So it's like, if we can't operate on what our timing, pretty much what we want in in that moment, what we feel like we set those goals, we kind of set for ourselves. It's like, you can want these things, but it's like, not that it's unobtainable, but it's like, you have to live out your life to where it's like, you're not rushing yourself. And if you're feeling like, you know, being her older sister, it's like, you know, wait till you're more financially stable to where you can sustain a household with you and a child by yourself at that. Because it's like, it's hard with two parent households. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just you. And it's not like, you know, you have the, the family support, like solely your family, though. You don't have the side, the like in-law side, not in-law, but you know, the in-laws is right. Father's side. That's in-laws? Even though they're not married? I mean, I guess. I mean, it's her. Well, yeah, they're not married. You're right. So I'm just like, you know, you would have the support of his family on top of your family and him. It's just like, it makes a huge difference when having a kid. Like, my sister is a single parent. Like, and it's hard. Like, it's extremely hard for her. And it's just like, whatever she can't do, you know, my parents would try to help provide, you know, in some areas. Um, She's currently engaged now and she has support now, but it's like, you know, you know, that child's father is not in her life. His his side of the family is not in her life. So it's just like, yeah, she had to thug it out best way she could for X amount of years until she got another partner. And it's not as easy. And I will say that in the society that we live in, men, I don't know what it is. You have some men who are okay with women who have children. But some men are not okay with dating women with children. And, mm-hmm. I, and so it's just like, you got to look at that. It's like, okay, you're so ready for a child. But it's like, is the child more important than having the partner for you? Because it could lower your chances of finding your partner if they want a, a specific type of dynamic. And that's crazy to say because it sounds extremely selfish. But, you know, people have these stipulations of what they want and what they don't want to deal with. 
honestly, so I just, you know, I power tour, like when I first had my son, I didn't even want to date someone who didn't have a child. And I know that sounds mm. crazy, but only because the type of maturity that's needed to deal with uh children you know, yeah I just assumed it wouldn't be there or the type of dedication the type of uh sacrifice that it takes for you to date someone with a child and understand that she's she's not on your schedule she's on her son's schedule or mm-hmm. you know you, if she needs you to be there if you want to really be in her life you got to be mm-hmm. there with that child too so mm-hmm. I I didn't even mess with guys who didn't have children at one point. Mm -hmm. And then it just, you know, I found a great, great man who literally is a father to Jameson. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of had to step out of my comfort zone for a while. At first, it was just like, we're not doing nothing serious because I know you don't know what to do with a child. But (laughs) he really did you know, make that commitment to me and say, you know, if if this is the lifestyle you have, I want to be a part of it. So I want to learn how to be a parent. And I really appreciated that. But I, I've met so men who really like, they don't want to deal with the responsibilities of being a parent. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's not their kid. Mm-hmm. It's something about, about men and another man's child. Just, right, right. They, they be weird about it. Dealing with that uh, extra testosterone on the side that you got to deal with because that man is there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't the easiest for uh, my boyfriend and my son's father at first. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird now. They're kind of like best friends. So strange. But it didn't start off that way. And I could see a lot of men throwing in the towel like, I'm not dealing with that other dude over there. Mm-hmm. So... It's it's definitely it takes a strong man to be a step parent for sure. It takes mm-hmm. a strong woman to be a step uh, mom as well. Joe, um, mm-hmm. so we we know you done gone through some things, girl. Yeah. <laughs> girl, <laughs> still going through. Like, oh my god. I mean, it's, oh it's, it's hard. Like, it's- yeah, most definitely. I have been through quite a bit and still going through some um with like a blended family I feel like it's always like a learning curve and just a lot with a learning curve I feel for Raji because you know we the we coming in on the on the family kind of say the family was already there made and we just coming in on it a little bit so I mean I just think I mean it's just it's difficult for somebody to come in on a family and just like you know try to be included or whatever and then you know I feel like you know you being the mom and then Keith being the dad I feel like you know Keith does a really good job of allowing me to you know have my place and my role as a mom but we all know in the back of his head like I just I don't think that people can really help it like that's my child like you know I feel like I just feel like that he's never said that to me and he's never made me feel like that but I I feel like he still says that I feel like you probably say that to LA, you know, that's my child, you know. I mean, that's just how it's about. He'll say something that'll make me mad, though. He'll say something that, and usually it's something where he knows, you know, I could do better or you need to get it together. So then that's when I'm like, what you talking about? I'm doing, I'm doing me. I'm doing my mom shit. You know, I like, I, I get real mad at him. Um, but I, I truly do appreciate, and I think, you know, he probably, appreciates you being there a lot 
to the point where I feel like, you know, as it probably is something that you feel like he's saying, but I feel like, you know, they should never be able to say that, you know. But yeah. you can, you know. I feel like that. And then also sometimes I feel like, you know, people don't really recognize step parents the way that they should. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that because, well, I grew up with step parents and I feel like my step parents were wonderful. Um, also, of course, I am a step parent right now. And I feel like with a step parent, it's much harder to come into the situation because when you're a parent, I mean, you for on a good, I mean, to be honest, I feel like you, you know, you automatically biologically love this child and this is a, of your loins or your seed or whatever. It either came out of you or you did something to implant that child. However, when you're a step parent, you know, you make that choice to, you know, want to be in this family and want to make things work and want to be a part and all this stuff, whatever. So I feel like it's very important to recognize those people that stepped up into a situation that they didn't have to you know what I'm saying like you supposed Mm -hmm. to do this you know what I'm saying I stepped into the situation Mm -hmm. um and I feel like that's very important to represent for those people that are in these relationships and they don't have a biological child they are just being here out of pure love I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that a parent is not you know doesn't have pure love but we all know you know as a parent you do have that obligation you know saying and a step parent you can walk away you don't have an mm-hmm. obligation to be there. So, you know, what other reason are you there other than that you really love this family? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that's just something to really, you know, be there for and recognize and understand. I think that's, that's understandable. the scary part for me was um, with, you know, the reason why I really, really, really did not want to have a child out of wedlock because I didn't have the best experience with step parents. Well, mm. my stepmom is awesome. When I say awesome, like I, if it wasn't for her, I would not be anywhere close to where I am in life after having Jameson. Like I really feel like you really, really need a support system when you're a single parent. And that's, mm. that was stepmom all day. Still is. I love that woman to death. Um, but I didn't have the best experience with my stepfather. So I feel like growing up, I got this thought process of, I didn't want my child to have a step parent because I knew that step parents can see children as, that's not my child. I'm here Mm. for you, that relationship. I'm going to take care of my wife. But I'm not going to take care of her that's so weird to me because it's like you know your children are an extension of you so how can you say you love me and you don't love my child exactly, exactly. i know it happens and I, I know there are relationships where mothers like mothers and or fathers will choose that significant other over their children like um and it's just it's kind of weird like i know it's like you know in a marriage situ- situation you know the wife or the husband is supposed to come first or you, well, y'all are supposed to be one in general, but it's like you're bringing someone, I guess, to have someone to try to have a partner and spend the rest of your life with this individual. And you know, like they don't like your kids or your kids don't like them. It's like that's extremely hard. It's like in order for me to marry you, okay, so say if I had a child 
right now, in order for me to be in a relationship with someone saying like, you know, where we're going to get married and spend the rest of our lives together, the dynamic between you and my child has to be top tier. Like, it's just, that's a requirement. It's like, yeah, if my, if my kids ain't rocking with you, because mm, my, if my kids not rocking with you, they're not going to respect you. And I can't, you know, that's a, that's a huge, like, like, play within a relationship itself. It's like, your kids don't respect me type of ish. Like, you know, they don't listen to anything that I say. They don't respect my authority. Like, that can cause a whole nother rift within the relationship dynamic itself. So it's like, yeah, like, nah, like, you gotta love my kid. Like, to love me, loving my kid is a part of the package. Like, so yeah. I've seen some marriages almost break because of the disagreements between how you raise your child or what mm-hmm. you will say to someone else's child or you know your mm-hmm. thought process on how you handle a situation versus your child or your biological child and the child that you is a or is a bonus child because you got married I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of situations where people have really thought you know this is not going to work this marriage isn't going to work because we can't get on the same page as far as our children um, it's, um it's that was a almost slide this ring off situation when um me and Keith got first got engaged because we was not about to agree on these parenting styles it, it was too much for me mm-hmm. there was a hand and a half of another fool okay <laughs> um I was I was listening I was like I, I I wasn't raised like this and neither was you you know your mother was <laughs> throwing them shoes around the corner I don't know why you playing she rolling over her grave playing, you know, goodness well. Um, I had to be that had to be that had to be ironed out because we won't go we won't go do that. So and I'm, I think that's that's so key with like with parenthood, like in itself. It's like you have to discuss your parenting style. You have to discuss like what's how you plan to discipline your children, how you plan to like you know implement daily life for real for real communication communicating about the kids and like everything it's like okay today just for example I went to go get uh my hair done today um when I went in uh my stylist boyfriend was there she was washing his hair and um he was getting his hair dried or whatever and like while she was washing he was uh he was like across the room under the dryer and I was in the chair she was washing my hair and as she was washing my hair you know they were discussing their child like they were discussing like you know what to do like he had to go to speech therapy that morning she was like she couldn't stay she had to come to work so he stayed and so he was just discussing pretty much everything that went happened in class and what the like he was going to work after he left the shop after he left her shop and she was going back home so it was just like you know it was so amazing to see that like you know like y'all really in here communicating get this jump down to the nitty-gritty like what we doing what we ain't doing like this is how we gonna go throughout the day this is what we're gonna do on a day daily basis and you know I just asked I was like yo how do you manage you know being a businesswoman your relationship and then being a mom like how like how do you manage that like it's just so amazing to see like you know and I feel like people feel like that you know we just going through the motion but it's like nah to me on the outside looking in like you're not gonna have to park because it's just like so many people don't put in that much effort that what are y'all y'all just basically in here just talking about your kid and talking about your plans or what y'all how y'all plan to like you know get him to pretty much his his learning years what y'all teaching him to like start implementing at home and when y'all have off schedules it's so weird because I'm like you work through the day he working at night 
but y'all making it work. Like, it's just so crazy. And granted, this is their child together, but it's like, still, it's just like, you know, those parents' styles have to line up. <laughs> they have to align. Because it's like, you could be, being a single parent, especially being a single mom, you know, you like, if you've been doing it for yourself, doing it by yourself, for yourself, for X amount of time, when a man walk in, it's hard to like, let go of the reins. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to let go of the reins. You're like, all right, I'm gonna let you come in and you lead, but it's like, you used to lead it. Like, <laughs> like I'm the lead. He know to look at like, you know, he know to look to mommy. So it's like, or he know to, or they know to look to daddy, you know? So it's just like, it's weird, it's strange. It's kind of like, I yeah. feel like that's a part of um, teamwork too. Like when you are mm-hmm. like that, or whatever and let's like um case in point like <clears throat> now we only got one car or whatever it's like that teamwork like that communication like all right i got this you mm-hmm. got this all right the only way mm-hmm. we gonna make it work because everybody can't do everything on their own even though sometimes mm-hmm. it's so, even though, even if you're doing it single mother on your own you still fall short somewhere yeah but when you have that teammate like when you really like that just seems like they all really on the same page y'all really on some like team like we got to make this work. This is how, this is what works best for this family. And we going hard for that or whatever. And ain't no room for error because we both got each other's back. And, you know, it just sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. Yeah, um, it was, I was like, I was just in bliss, just listening to them. Like, just like, this is so cool. Like y'all really doing this parenting-ish. Like, this is just so cool to just kind of like witness like how, y'all are creating structure for your child's life and I feel like that is so important (laughs) that is so important but it's like you know um just with motherhood in itself it's just like man it's like we were uh me and my spouse were talking today we're just like you know it's so strange how they make you seem like you know you can't be the mom and the businesswoman or you know it's kind of like you got to be one or the other and it's like Women, we are superheroes, okay? <laughs> In itself. Not saying dad can't be superhero, but this is like, oh, women, we, take, we can take a lot more than a man can. Like, emotionally, I would say. And it's like, if you, like, <laughs> we can take a lot more. And we can, like, you know how they say, the woman gonna make stuff happen. Like, out of, out of nowhere, they gonna make it happen. So I just, like, really look at us like yeah it's crazy because it's like we always get the short end of the stick some kind of way but it's like yeah like I like that being a mom is say, just... um women multiply everything you give her a house she make a home mm-hmm. you give mm-hmm. her groceries she making dinner you give her a seed mm-hmm. produce a child like you know just saying it I just feel like that's that saying right there is just so true women just do they do multiply things you just you yeah. get anger I'm gonna multiply that to disconnect and all this and whatever. So like an argument, a war. Like, don't play with me. Whatever you get. Like, oh, we're gonna amplify it. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna amplify that to the 10th power. So give me the good stuff. And I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah, I agree. It's so crazy. So, like, what do y'all think? Okay, so what are some qualities you think mothers need? Mm, like not to be a great not just to be like a great mom or what you consider a great mom just like what do you need in order to like be effective in motherhood I had to learn patience and I still don't got it to this day I don't got it all day <laughs> either you know I'm the most impatient person ever <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely had to learn um 
one case in point is, you know, when you are at our age, it doesn't make sense for people really not to understand their ABCs. Like, you know, mm. like it, it just, <laughs> it, it kills me. Like, like what letter is this? Like, I don't understand why you don't know it. <laughs> if Johnny had two apples. Oh my goodness. Homework? Oh my God. homework and just like Jameson is hard-headed at times so it's just understanding like you got to be patient sometimes you really got to work on that you know all right I'm I'm trying my hardest to to give you a pass right now you're getting on my nerves you are (laughs) you are but you know I'm not trying to pull out the belt right now so <laughs> I feel like it's definitely patience. Stop threatening them babies. <laughs> it's definitely patience and understanding that, you know, this is a human being whose mind may, may work a little different than yours. You know, mm. you have to understand, for, or me, I had to understand that, you know, I may have been raised, um, I wouldn't say raised differently, but I have different characteristics from his dad maybe you know the fact that he doesn't focus well is something that I didn't have an issue with but I have to understand this is a completely different human being for me so it's definitely one of those things with patience and understanding that I say you know moms have to have I feel like um giving grace is another one but sometimes I should be like Mm. y'all sit down nope (laughs) I told you told you once I can tell you again but you know, like, oh, don't be hitting them! Don't be hitting them with the sayings that we got. You know, oh, you crying? I'm gonna give you something to cry for. Right? Uh, no, well, now, now you can't have a tablet. How about that? <laughs> no tablet, no screen time. You know that that's that child down uh, nowadays. You tell them no screen time, child. They about to fight. But, um, <laughs> you can't go outside. <laughs> right, but um, you know, giving grace, like understanding, like you know, you. You need that time to run around. Maybe you just don't understand. You got all this energy or whatever. Where I'm like, oh, child, sit down. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, you know, you got to give them, you got to give them grace and understanding or whatever, because you got to realize at some point, somebody gave us that grace. Somebody just ain't whoop mm-hmm. us. Somebody just ain't put us in timeout. You know what I'm saying? They gave us that grace. And it's it's hard mm-hmm. making all that daggone noise and all this stuff, whatever. <laughs> then I got to think about like, what if his mind is like trying to put together some music or you know something you like you know I gotta be able to like nurture some of the stuff that he does instead of always like be quiet stop I don't want to hear it right now because maybe he's mm-hmm. gonna be like he's gonna be something that he, he needs that for I don't know but it's 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 difficult sometimes giving grace mm. okay okay I can agree you know like I said I'm not a mom so it's just like you know I don't I don't be I just know what I don't don't want to do with my kids you know it's like you know I don't have the the uh I would say even relationship and parenthood I don't have the examples of like what I would want to like implement for myself I just have the blueprint of what I don't want to and don't want to do myself um so yeah so it's just like I feel like it's always a learning curve like I saw a quote the other day it's like you know we're at that age where we realize when we were growing up we were watching our parents grow up Mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah like they don't know everything like they didn't know everything 
if they knew anything at all they were just learning as they went along for real for real so it's just like yeah like I just know that when I do bring a child in this world like you say you can never be fully prepared but it's like I want to be ready for this kid financially mentally emotionally like I want to be ready for this kid because I don't want my child having to experience some of the things that I experienced growing up you know I want to create a a better lifestyle a a better foundation you know a a better a healthier environment for them to thrive in versus where you know you know as a kid you know some of some of us guys are like would you go sit down like sit down and be quiet it's like no I want you to be able to express yourself I want you to be feel like you know mom mom and dad create a space for you to be you but we're also like here to protect you you know you don't have to fear us but you can trust us you know type of deal which I don't fear my parents. Like, I trust my parents 100%. But, like, now I do anyway. As an adult. As a kid, nah. <laughs> as a kid, nah. I was like, I don't know what them two got going on, but I was not with trying it. to get slapped to the ground. Okay. <laughs> Listen, well, I ain't with it. But, um, you know, as an adult, it's just like, you know, I can just see the mistakes they made and just know not what to do. Amen. I think that's one thing, too that's a struggle for me is like I feel like I'm learning how to be an adult still I know that sounds mm-hmm. crazy but I'm learning no, it don't. as I'm trying to teach another child how to be mm-hmm. you know what more you just said? your parents were growing up with you you had Jameson mm-hmm. in your 20s yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm saying like it sounds crazy to say it out loud because I feel like you know once you say that you're an adult, once you hit that adulthood, you feel like, you know, you should, you, you know, know everything. everything. But mm-hmm. you don't, you don't. And like, it's crazy to me because sometimes I'll sit here and I'll tell Jameson he needs to clean up and I'll go look in my room. And yeah, he'll call me out on. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? We're going to learn together. Ooh, that's the thing. Oh, but, you know, but you know what's crazy? In those situations, when I was growing up, I would be like, my mom would tell me to go do something. I'm like, but you don't even know. She's like, don't do what I do. Do what I say. Like, exactly. Uh. exactly. It, and I got to stop doing that. I'll sit there and I'll say, Jameson, we're going to work on it together, baby. That's what we're going to do. We're going to work on this together. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, be like, don't be like mommy. <laughs> be better than mommy. Mommy wants you to be better than her. <laughs> Oh, you gonna do what I said? Period. <laughs> I said, "Who whose house is this though?" Oh you contributed to a light bill to the rent. You can say, uh, it. "But do you no, do that? man, you gonna do what I said?" No, man. I don't like nobody catching me with nothing, so I'm probably gonna be making sure my stuff done too. Like you can catch me slipping. See, the, the thing is that I slip on a lot is cursing. And I sit there and I tell him he should not be saying these words. He's like, well, mommy, I just heard you say that. You know, stuff adult. like that. Or, huh? These yeah, are adult, adult words. That's another one. That's, these are adult <laughs> words. <laughs> it, was, it was a stay in a child's place. Like, right. <clears throat> right. Stay in a child's place. You are a child. You ain't grown. You think you've grown. And it's so crazy. It's like, <laughs> this is funny, but it's like, y'all know how your parents would be like, uh I've been through this already. Like, like, and you be like, no, you haven't. You haven't experienced my life. <laughs> <laughs> I used to 
used to get caught doing every any and I used to get caught all the time. It was like because we already did this stuff. Yeah, like, oh. I did this stuff, and that's and a, that's, lit, I guess that's another thing. Like, that's another thing I fear about motherhood. It's just like a parenthood. It's just like, bro, like I don't want to have to deal with some of the things I did as a kid. Lord, please don't give it back to me. Please don't give it it's back old. to me. He's giving it all back. Ooh, I'm not trying ooh. to have no girl. I, I was a good kid, though. I was a great kid. Like, ask my parents. I was great. I was a great kid. My parents always said girl. that. They said I started getting booked. I blame that on a brother. When I got kid. older. That's what I'm going to say about that. I came from my broken home, so. <laughs> but, oh my um, gosh, Buck Wild. <laughs> but I was. But I feel like my mom was like, she tried to be the mom and the dad. And so she felt like the only way she could do that or control us was to be there, there in strict. So mm. when we got a little taste of freedom, we just went pew. Went crazy. I feel like, like a lot of PKs feel like that, though. I feel like a lot of PKs are like that, though. Like the preacher's kids? Oh, no, you already know. Wow. <laughs> Me and my brother was wild. Like, tore it down in high like, school. Got the most home training. Ain't got nothing at the same time. Because <laughs> we, we don't know. I mean, we just express. It's, it's a lot. Uh, we could do a segment on PKs. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack there. But yeah, for sure. Shanice, were your parents in church as well? Yes. Like, I mean, I feel like they introduced me to God. So that's how I became. But it's like not like super, super heavy, like anything like that. Like my mom sang in the choir, you know. But it was like, we went to church every Sunday as kids, you know. I enjoyed church. Like I enjoyed it all. But my parents weren't like super religious. Like they mm-hmm. believe in God, of course. But they weren't super religious, and they weren't like. Uh, I feel like it's crazy because I is growing up. I feel like I sought God for myself more than what my parents forced me to seek God for. It wasn't like, oh, you got to go to Bible study, or you got to go to this Christian camp. It was like, no, these are some interests that I had. You know, I want to go learn some more. It, like, um, all that more authentic, because mm-hmm. some of the reason that I don't have a church home now is because. I felt like I was obligated to do it. It was forced I upon was, you. Yeah, yeah, forced upon me. Like, this is what we do. And it's it's no real why. It's no real nothing. It's just how it is. So the fact yeah. that you were seeking God on your own and you, you know, created that relationship from something somewhere inside you that just wanted to do it instead of somebody mm-hmm. forcing it down your throat, I feel like that's more authentic and genuine um, to have. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm not going to say, say I don't, think I need to have a relationship with God I do however mm-hmm. it's just like the trauma from being told like at a young Ooh, age like this is what we do and in church all the time and for all these different services and the same with my husband he was mm-hmm. um, his mom was like that as well like I, I think our moms actually traveled in the same circles in the same churches crazy but wow um it was just like that going to all these different churches church services you're part of this youth ministry <clears throat> you're part of the choir you're part of you know going to all these different mm. things and you were just forced upon all these you know christians and you weren't allowed to i won't say not allowed but you just weren't in spaces where there were other different types of people so you all know you what is that. it's interesting with that dynamic because it's like you don't see a lot of pastors that are accepting of sinners and it's like you are supposed to create the space where sinners feel comfortable coming to God. And 
uh, it made me think about that because I was thinking about PKs. Like I dated a PK, and like, and I like growing up, his dad was like a staple in our community. Like all the like my brother's friends and everybody, we used to stay at the preacher's house. We used to be in church all the time. Like all the time, we love going to church. Love hearing him preach. Love going to like uh, church conferences and stuff like that. Like we kids from the hood like and love being in the church because this man made us feel so welcome to like be in God's house and be like you know God loves y'all like you know we may not live our lives the best but you know still like and it was like he was the first pastor that really introduced you know come as you are like to me specifically like he was really the first pastor that like like I don't care how you come come as you and we're we was like street clothes, like niggas that's in gangs, all kind of stuff, just showing up and coming to praise God. And we were accepted by the entire congregation because it was like, no, you are going to accept people for who they are. If they're coming to show, to give God some praise, let them give God some praise. Like they're not here for you. That's not the show like, oh, I'm more sanctified than you are. I'm more holier than you, no more, no more holier than thou. It was like that, man was like really like somebody who like made an impact in my life spiritually I would say he was definitely like a spiritual leader that I looked up to and it was just like so crazy because I'm like yeah his kids was the wildest one like <laughs> all three of them they, they were the wildest one I mean you but you just, until you're in that situation you just are never understanding pressure that's on a pre-k child yeah and it was I just like both sides of it like my parents on my dad's side no church whatsoever but when my mom met her husband it it was an immediate change into this is your lifestyle church every day all day now honestly because I had so much freedom before and she didn't marry my stepdad until I was about I want to say 12 12 maybe 14 range I can't remember exactly what year but I didn't feel like I was buck wild I was doing the same things I was doing down here with my dad now all of a sudden everything that I'm doing is being seen as I'm you know just buck wild but mm. then there was a point where it was like you know I'm now used to my freedom and you don't even want to give me and I'm not even doing anything crazy I'm just sitting here chilling with a, a boy he's he's a boy yeah but I'm not doing anything at all. And I can't go nowhere. I can't do nothing. I can't just sit down and have a nice conversation with them. And then that's when it became like, yeah, I can't do this. I, I got to sneak out. I, I got to. I can't. I can't. I didn't. Um, I never like snuck out for real. Like, I think I would hang out. Like, I was. Okay. Let me not say snuck, snuck out. But I feel like I would hang out around my house when I was supposed to be in bed. But like, I was like still at home like I didn't go go off nowhere I was like nah I ain't leaving this I ain't leaving this property <laughs> you trying to get me killed I, I, I want to make sure if a light flick on I can see it and to get my ass back in the house like get my behind back in the house <laughs> like, to catch me but like yeah I ain't never had to do nothing like too extensive crazy like because I we got the freedom to do it though like my parents weren't never really strict on us like you know, growing up, you know, streetlight rule. Uh, gotta be in the house by streetlight, school night, whatever it may be. But we got the freedom to like go hang out, go to parties, like whatever, and just like just let me know when you just communicate. 
when you're going to be home, we know. And I asked my mom, like, I never had a curfew. I asked my mom, like, why you never gave me a curfew? She's like, because I expected you to know when to be in the house. Well, when was an acceptable time to be in the house? And, you know, like, that day, like, we didn't have cars or nothing like that. So it was like, <laughs> that was our ride. <laughs> <laughs> that was our yeah. ride, so it was like. I think so that's, um, like, yeah. I like that because, I mean, it was it gave y'all a, a sense of independence and, like, trust, like, your parents, like, trusted you. Um, so that's something I definitely want to instill in my um, my kids. Like I actually I trust you to do to make in good decisions and choices. Not like let me just lock you up because I let even know like when I was like twenty two or twenty one, we would be out and out. My mom would, would call not only me but all of my friends. To Where see you been? <laughs> oh, um. And nothing open this late but liquor stores and to see where we were and what we were doing <laughs> and that we had to be in the house by a certain time. So I definitely understand that. But we have gone over our time. We've been over here for over an hour. Oh wow. So um, I know this has been a good conversation and we could go on for days, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap this. Up. <laughs> Cut the music. <laughs> all right time for our i said what i said quickly to go first? five minutes oh yeah we can do that fast all right i can say what i said earlier i probably saw it already joy you probably saw it already but it's a uh, black people oh girl it is pronounced salmon not salmon <laughs> it's not salmon the l is silent okay i'm done i said what i said um i would say um uh stop pretending and be who you authentically are like we don't need anybody else in this world that's fake we would rather see who you truly are i said what i said Um, patience is a virtue i said what i said amen well all right ladies it's been real this time. I really, I really enjoyed um, this talk. I got a lot of insight about you all, and it was, it was a really good topic. I'm glad we decided to talk about this. So, thank you guys again for joining us here. Um, don't forget to follow us on um, Facebook and Instagram at Facts Not Fiction underscore podcast. Sorry, don't believe do don't forget to leave a review and a rating um on your favorite platform and we will shout you guys out on the next episode all right guys it's been real bye bye